As spring turns into sizzling summer days, students across China have been busy preparing for school finals. For many high school graduates, this is a nerve-wracking time as they brace themselves for Gaokao, China's highly competitive national college entrance examinations. For decades, taking Gaokao is seen as a watershed moment in a person's life. If you ace the examinations, you have a much better chance of going to a prestigious university followed by a successful career. If you fail, it'll set you back from others in this competitive time frame in your life. You're likely to be left back at square one in your adult life. However, this doesn't have to be the case according to Guo Yunbo, a vocational school instructor from central China's Henan province. Gaokao used to decide one's destiny, but that's no longer the case. Failing to ace the exams or get into a good university doesn't matter so much. Your future could still be bright. The key is to realize that one's life is a marathon. What's ultimately important is whether or not you can obtain a unique or valuable capability. His words may sound unconvincing to some, but as an outstanding graduate from Peking University, one of the nation's most prestigious schools, Guo left the ivory tower and opted to teach at a local vocational college. With China's rapid development in manufacturing and technologies, Guo believes nurturing the next generation of technicians is significant. In recent years, China has been putting greater emphasis on developing vocational education. In this unprecedented time, what we need is a large number of high-level technical personnel who have specialized skills and engage in specific manufacturing work. They are badly in need. After years of teaching, Guo came to the conclusion that education is not solely about getting a good diploma or a job. The fundamental purpose of education is to help young adults improve themselves. General and vocational education may employ different teaching methods, but the ultimate goal of any kind of education is to help people bring out their potentials and realize their own values. Without the proper education, people tend to feel lost and meaningless. In this episode of Footprints, Let's follow the educator to see how he's devoted himself to improving vocational education in China. Stay tuned. From north to south, east to west, people in China are chasing their dreams and leaving their mark. Want to know how they beat the odds and made a difference? Footprints brings you the true life stories of their journeys. Yinbo stumbled across an opportunity of teaching at the Henan Chemical Technician College back in 2016. As a postdoctorate in biology, he was invited to teach electron microscopy sciences at the school. It was an exciting opportunity for Guo, as he was considering leaving research to start a career in education. I've always been passionate about teaching. When I was still in school, I worked as a teaching assistant for my mentor. But of course, having passion alone wasn't enough. You need to acquire the ability to teach professionally. Instructing future technicians proved to be a whole new challenge for him. Initially, he taught part-time, and it took him nearly 20 hours to prepare for a two-hour class. The biggest challenge for me was the lack of basic knowledge on the part of my students. 
Back in college, the undergraduates I taught all had very solid grasp of fundamental knowledge, so I communicated with them well, knowing they had strong academic background. Here at the vocational college, many students came with junior high school diplomas. They are still very young. They have weaker foundation in traditional school curriculums, so it took some time for me to adapt. I realized that I have to teach based on their levels of knowledge. Guo tells us that most students attending the school are around 15 or 16 years old. Only 10% of the student body come with a senior high school diploma. Most of them had a hard time achieving academic success, so their parents sent them to the school hoping they could acquire some vocational skills. One advantage of the vocational college is that our students don't take gao kao, so we don't emphasize good scores. I don't think the traditional school curriculums alone could decide a student's value. We pay more attention to nurturing their personal qualities and vocational skills. Guo takes much pride in teaching his field of specialty, saying his school offers superb vocational training in electron microscopy sciences. It's a specific field of study. The training in this specialty we offer is unmatched across China. Many of our students work in universities and research institutions as assistants to top scientists. So even if they don't get higher education, they can still work at top institutions like Peking University and the China Academy of Sciences. He tells us that he feels proud when he receives phone calls from the employers of his former students, telling him about how exceptional his students are. Vocational schools, as many people perceive, are places where you learn to become a chef or an excavator driver. But we actually offer a rich variety of courses, including manufacturing, chemical engineering, and information technology. Our field of study is even more special and focused, as we help research institutions and high-tech enterprises to develop, operate, and maintain professional equipment. He explains that there are two types of vocational schools in China, with one put under the supervision of the Ministry of Education. And the other under the Ministry of Human Resources and Social Security. The main difference between the two is that the second type of schools is more career-oriented and thus provides more practical vocational training. Guo says that his school belongs to the second category, where training of the students is very down to earth. Our students learn while practicing. We work with enterprises to help train our students. Established in 1978, the Hunan Chemical Technician College, based in the city of Kaifeng, now has over 13,000 students and around 350 staff members, offering training in 40 fields of specialty. Guo says most students are from Hunan Province, a less developed region in central China, but students from surrounding provinces are also attracted to the school, as it has gained good reputation throughout the years. Although more and more students are attending vocational schools. He notices that many people still have negative opinions against these students. 
技校的学生，他的整体综合素质上确实比起重点本科的学生差一些。Compared with students with a bachelor's degree from prestigious universities, vocational school students may be considered inferior regarding their all-around abilities. This is a fact. However, if you jump to the conclusion that all vocational school students drink and smoke and have no interest in their studies, that's also a stereotype. There are outstanding vocational schools that give great emphasis to nurturing their students. Their graduates have gone on to find good jobs and are recognized by their employers. People should acknowledge this. Guo tells us that many of his friends and family question his own career choice. They don't understand why a postdoctoral graduate. Who could have gone on to achieve great scientific breakthroughs chose to settle down as a vocational school teacher. Having his own beliefs, Guo laughs off these misunderstandings. You do whatever you like to do. I don't think you need to pursue what others consider successful just because you've got a certain title or diploma. How much you make and what position you've obtained is just a superficial way the society used to judge you. Eventually, what you need to consider is whether you enjoy your career and accept yourself. For those of you listening out there. You may start to wonder what has contributed to Guo's decision to give up on a promising scientific career for a seemingly less privileged role in the educational sector. But what was he like as a student? We'll find out after the break. I love you. 我爱你 This might be the easiest way to say I love you, since there are so many other romantic expressions. No matter if you are a rookie, 你好，我的中文一点点 or a sophisticated learner, 我来北京五年了，我是本地人 there is definitely something that will interest you. Check out Takeaway Chinese, a world that starts with 你好 Recalling the days when he was a student, Guo says. He never found studying a challenging task. Therefore, he was always the best student in the class. Still, it's a bittersweet memory for him when it comes to Gaokao, which he took in 2003. I was in a top school and was under a lot of pressure. Every day I studied from six or seven in the morning to ten at night. My days were filled with schoolwork, and I didn't have much time for extracurricular activities or hobbies. The whole Gaokao experience was hellish, as I now remember, but I felt okay back then. I guess I was just used to it. Throughout his high school years, Guo managed to stay at the top of his class. When applying for college, Guo joked that there were only two choices for him. It was either Peking University or Tsinghua University, the two most renowned universities in China. In the autumn of 2003, he was admitted by Peking University and chose biology as his major. I was always fascinated by natural science. As a high school student, I thought the exploration of the universe and the study of human lives were two of the most wonderful things in the world. So I thought about physics and biology, and eventually I chose biology as my major. Initially, becoming a scientific researcher was his ultimate goal. After getting his bachelor's degree. Guo chose to continue his studies at the same university and obtained his doctorate in 2013. Upon graduation, he decided to advance his research in France. But before he left for the European country, he took a gap year to explore his homeland. 
我一直是对中国的传统的文化以及国家的一个这种乡土有一个情节的。I've always had this obsession about China's traditional culture and our homeland, but because I was always busy with studying, I never managed to travel much like my classmates and see the scenery and local customs of the country. Before leaving for France, I thought it would be a pity for me not to have explored my own country before going abroad. At the time, he came across a travel log written by a Japanese travel writer, Yusuke Ishida, who spent over seven years exploring the world by himself on a bicycle. Inspired by this brave Japanese globetrotter, Guo decided to ride across China on his own. People around me warned that it was an unpredictable trip, and I'd better take a travel pal with me. There might be dangerous people out there. To be honest, I panicked a bit, but the whole experience turned out to be great. I didn't run into any bad guys. In fact, there were so many good people who helped me out. The trip gave me faith in the kindness and warmth of humanity. He spent half a year traveling over 19 provinces, autonomous regions, and municipalities across the country. When asked which place impressed him the most, he says it's the northern part of Shanxi Province. Because I used to have the impression from textbooks or TV that the lowest plateau in northern Shanxi was like wasteland, desertification seemed severe. But when I went there, there was vegetation growing. You probably learned in the news about the afforestation effort in Shanxi around 2017 and 2018. But I saw with my own eyes as early as 2013. Now reflecting on his brief gap year, Guo says his bike trip has reshaped his thinking about life and the world. The significance of the trip was not about how many places I visited or what happened. It was the process. I felt more grounded and lifted at the same time. Before the trip, I was always in the academic environment and only got along with idealistic youngsters. But after the trip, my perception of the world changed. I started reconsidering what was good or evil. What do our people actually need? What is the right way to help solve people's problems? I start to think from a different angle. With deep soul searching as a result of his bike trip, Guo hesitated when it was time for him to leave for France. Before going abroad, I was more or less hesitant. I started to think maybe I wasn't suitable for being a scientific researcher. I found I was actually more interested in teaching. However, as he hadn't figured out a new plan yet, Guo followed his original plan and boarded a plane to France. Thus, between 2014 and 2016, he pursued his postdoctoral study in France. Meanwhile, his yearning to become an educator grew stronger as time went by. During my studies in France, it became ever clearer to me that I was made for a career in education. In 2016, after finishing his studies in France, Guo hopped on a plane back to China and returned to his home province of Henan. There are many paths within the educational sector, but I hadn't figured out which route I should take. After returning to China, I stayed unemployed for half a year because I didn't have a clear plan for the future. He took on a few part-time jobs based on his interests. He tried tutoring elementary and secondary school students. 
he worked with his friend translating a book on scientific education. As Guo was still struggling to figure out his next step in 2016, an unexpected opportunity landed right in front of him. A mentor from the lab I previously worked at suggested that if I didn't know where to go, I should learn about the very special course offered at a local vocational college. He introduced me to teach biology at the school part-time. This opportunity immediately triggered my interest. Guo started off teaching electron microscopy sciences at the Henan Chemical Technical College. Not long after, the college offered him a full-time position. I ended up teaching a variety of classes and opened temporary courses based on the needs of the students. Many courses cover what are missing in traditional textbooks. I try to be flexible. Now I'm not only teaching biology, but also English. Five years into the job, Guo was promoted to a managerial role. When asked about his future plan, he confessed he's never been a good planner. In the foreseeable future, I know I'll still be working in the vocational education sector. My focus, however, would shift from micro-problems such as how to tackle one cause to macro-problems like how to improve educational methods and better run the school. I also must think about how to better cooperate with private enterprises and connect school education with industry practices. Lobbying for policy support is also another a big concern for me. Guo notices that Chinese authorities have tried to give increasing support to vocational education in recent years. In terms of policies, the Ministry of Human Resources and Social Security has been working with Henan province to roll out a project aimed at reviving vocational training since 2012. Vocational colleges have been receiving generous financial support every year. In 2019, the country issued the Implementation Plan on National Vocational Education Reform to improve our nation's overall labor force and labor skills. This year, the vocational education law has been revised. We see all-around support for vocational schools because the nation needs more talent with practical skills, not just with diplomas. However, he says more still needs to be done. The government has realized that there is a gap between our vocational education system and those of other countries. For example, the central government has proposed to learn from Germany's mode of technician training, but of course it requires an all-around reform. We have to experiment step by step instead of simply copying their system. He says one particular area which vocational schools in China should pay more attention to is career planning for the students. Students at all levels, from vocational schools to elementary schools, face a common problem. That is, they need more personalized education. They need to realize their value and gain respect under a fair educational system. Also, they need better and more personalized guidance on career planning. Many students feel helpless when choosing a career. There might be career planning courses in some schools, but these courses tend to focus on theoretical and general knowledge. Guo suggests that the government and NGOs should work together to establish a mature mechanism providing expert advice for vocational school graduates. He proposed to utilize the internet and artificial intelligence to give the graduates custom-made advice and follow-up evaluations. 
Moreover, Guo thinks that society should offer vocational school students more opportunities. 这些学校学生的发展取决于我们的社会对于这些学生的认可和包容的情况。Whether vocational school students can have a better future depends on how well the society can recognize and accept them. We hope employers can reconsider their job qualification requirements. For example, some companies state in their job postings that they only accept applicants with a bachelor's degree or higher. This single requirement shuts the door for all vocational school graduates. As for his students. Guo encourages them to work hard and have faith in their future. He says they'll have to rely more on their own capabilities and all-around qualities as they can't meet the unfair and demanding job qualification requirements. 就我观察呢，就是总体来讲，非常看好从事制造业相关的专业学习的学生。From my observation, students studying in the manufacturing-related fields have a bright future. Their career paths are clear, and demands for such talent are high. Guo feels lucky. That he was introduced to the vocational education sector. In the future, he hopes to make breakthroughs and help his students gain respect and recognition in society. I got into vocational education by chance and found out that I could contribute to solving existing problems in this sector. I feel lucky. I'm working on something that's challenging and meaningful. We are carrying out a lot of educational experiments. What we are doing may not be revolutionary, but at least we are trying to make breakthroughs and dealing with unprecedented challenges in our field. It feels great. For roughly 12 million people set to take this year's Gaokao in early June, Guo calls upon them and their parents to rethink the purpose of education and consider vocational training as an alternative path. 高考一考定终身，这个时代已经过去了，所以说没有必要再对高考这么焦虑。高考 used to decide one's destiny, but that's no longer the case. Failing to ace the exams or get into a good university doesn't matter so much. Your future could still be bright. The key is to realize that one's life is a marathon. What's ultimately important is whether or not you can obtain a unique or valuable capability. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thank you all for listening. Special thanks to our reporter Wang Chuan. From our program producer Yin Shouqi, I'm Tony Reed. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcast. Just key in "footprints" and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.